0: hi guys welcome
1: to the first review show of the season I'm joined by Naji Karat and Paul hope evening guys
2: evening good evening Lee. good evening Naji
1: so this is a disappointing start to the season. We can now say none of our predictions panned out, although both of you had the Cardinals down for 24 points, so some kudos there, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> Looking on the bright side of things. Um, yeah, it's, yeah,
1: It's not much consolation, but yeah, <laughs> at least you got one of the scores, right?
0: That's right, yeah. So
1: what did you make of the game, Naji?
0: Well, um, I think Gareth put it very well during the preview. Um the, i think it was a banana split and it happens to be that we stepped right on it and slipped and fallen on our asses, basically uh pardon mm-hmm. my french uh but that's that's how it feels um it feels very much like a super bowl hangover yeah. uh, everybody was talking about um i'm sure we'll get into details of what what's happened exactly but that's that's what it feels like right now and i think that's where the disappointment um the the magnitude of the disappointment comes from. Uh, We were hoping to put it behind us and put a good performance and
2: It just didn't happen.
1: No, definitely didn't happen. What was your view of the game, Paul?
2: In the cold light of day this morning, we were re-watching the game back. Got to take some positives. We only lost by four points. Um, I mean, give credit to Arizona, but you could argue they didn't play the best football. They were fired up, obviously, Murray and Hopkins got a lot of the prayers, But overall, it had a pre-season feel to it, didn't it? Like, Nadji's had a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it seems more obvious that they'll be back. Some people would say there's more bad to talk than good. But after re-watching it, I'm feeling quite positive, which we will touch upon tonight. So last night, obviously, disappointed like everyone couldn't believe it, you know. Got a lot of stick from friends of other teams, but it's only one game. The Super Bowl isn't won and lost in week one, so my ball prediction is still on the cards. That's what I'm clinging to today.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with uh, most of what you're saying there. I mean, it, it definitely felt as though it was a it was a game three in the preseason type game. There was a lot of sloppy play, a lot of unnecessary penalties given away there. It just didn't seem as though the team were a co- cohesive unit like they were last year. I expected to come into this podcast armed with a lot of examples where Jimmy was doing stuff that was really, really bad. Don't get us wrong. I think Jimmy had a stinking game last night. He did. He had a stinking game. Do I think that changes our outlook of Jimmy going forward? No, not at all. I think he's rusty like a lot of the quarterbacks in the league were. He he did some things right. He did some things wrong. Some of the things that I looked at that I was expecting being <laughs> really, really wrong. Once I've re-watched it today and I've slowed the clips down and tried to get into the mindset of what was going through his mind when he made a particular a particular pass, then I've changed my mind of... What that play was about, or how bad that player was, and we'll get into that. But first of all, I'm going to pass the floor over to yourselves. Start with you, Naji. Um, offensively, who stood out as having a good game, and who stood out as having a bad game?
0: Um. Well, let's let's talk about the negatives. Uh, I think you've touched on it. It's the elephant in the room. It's it's Jimmy. Um, I think. I think it's, it stems from the same thing. We, we wanted him to make the leap, make plays, you know, look comfortable, um, and, and win us the game, and be our quarterback. And he just um, kind of reverted back to: um, Can he lead us? Is he, you know, is he just a managing quarterback, or can he actually win us some games? Um, I think the performance was poor. I think there's no, there's no shame in that. I think he admitted it as well. Um, and it's not just the uh, the couple of you know third down and fourth down or uh, the last two plays that's 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 just kind of symptomatic of what the whole game was about. I think he wasn't sharp he looked unsettled in a pocket. um I think Arizona did a great job uh, bringing some pressure um, I mean I'm sure we can talk about the offensive line. I don't think they they had a great game either um and I think one, once again Gareth touched on it. I think they they probably lack a bit of cohesion at this time, and they probably need a bit of uh, playing together to get to get that sorted. But yeah, I think I think Jimmy had a poor game, and when when your quarterback has a poor game, it's it's hard to win games. Um, I was very happy seeing of back to his old self. I think he had a decent game. I wouldn't say brilliant. Um, he was our leading receiver. He was our leading rusher. Um, Fantasy-wise, I guess he's done okay with a, a very good 75-yard touchdown uh, on on your your favorite players, I assume. He made him <laughs> yeah. look silly on play. Um, that play, but that's what you do to rookies. I'm I'm just a bit I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't um, you know try that a bit more and play on him a bit more. Um, I think all in all uh these are my two i think special special commendation to train williams i think he had a great game um despite you know some hoes he didn't allow any any pressure i believe um the sacks came the other side or through the middle um and there's a there's a really cool clip on twitter of him flattening a linebacker which is always always a, a joy to watch um so that'll, that'll be my three
2: players uh let's do that the most paul yeah, I mean, as Nadji said, Jimmy's going to feature quite a lot tonight. I think the frustration for the group is we all want Jimmy to be elite, like Nadji said, and it's frustrating watching him. He's paid to be an elite quarterback. He's shown flashes. I mean, this loss was difficult to take, but on offense, I was really delighted to see uh, Jet McKinnon show what we've been missing. It was great to see him catch the passes, uh, including one for the touchdown. And I think once the offence gets on all cylinders, he's going to be the X-factor that we want him to be. Trent Williams, what can I say, what an addition. He kept Chandler Jones at bay. And like Maggie mm-hmm. said, my start, the, the touchdown, obviously had us all leaping up and down. And for some strange reason, it reminded me of the Monday night game last year against Seattle. We were quick out the blocks, so we went 10 nil up. And then for some reason, it stalled and... It just had a bit of a pre-season feel. I mean, we didn't play great, but the reason I'm not panicking is we were still in with a chance to win the game. 40 seconds left. You know, we got beat by four points, but we still had. It wasn't as if the Cardinals have come in and absolutely blown us out the water. Kendrick Bourne, he impressed me last night. Um, obviously, the, he made a couple of good runs. That, to me, shows growth and he's shown to Jimmy that he can be a reliable target. I don't think he's the first option going forward, but he definitely impressed me last night. I don't know what you two think about his growth as a receiver with running his routes and being available.
1: So I thought the two, the two receptions he had were well-taken. He looked confident, he took them at speed, and to me, those two never looked likely to come out of his hands. So I was impressed with that.
0: Yeah, um, I was too. Um, I, I was hoping for more, uh, especially for more we saw, you know, two years ago, and the connection they had with Jimmy, where he was missed a third down, and uh, and clearly we needed that uh, on Sunday because we we converted two for eighteen or three for eighteen, some something really bad, which I think is probably where we lost the game on third down. Um, we just couldn't reliably move the chain and, and, and go downfield and score this extra touchdown that we needed. Um, I was hoping to see more in the red zone. We went full time there without scoring, and I'm sure we'll talk about the play calling. and And it's it's another thing that we we, we keep circling back, and it's really annoying. I wish you know, uh, Kyle would f- pull the doubter to rest with with the play call. But uh, going for going for it on on fourth down was to me the right call. Uh, hundred uh, percent we all, almost got a, a safety out of it um do, do you not but, think
1: it was the wrong personnel
0: no i think it's the right play it's the right call you give it to you you give it to your best uh, to best player and he ended up i think even on a replay you could make an argument that he, he did cross the line um I, I think get the same play against the same defense in three four weeks time when where our line is on sync this is a easily a touchdown. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with it.
1: So you don't think Jeff Wilson should have been the one that was carrying that ball on a
0: one-yard <laughs> run? Maybe, maybe. I think I think you got to you know you got to trust your your starting quarterback. You know, Mustard started. I was wrong. I thought Coleman would, but clearly Kyle has switch. You know, flicked the switch on that one and is trusting him. So no, I think it's the right call because if we score here, I think the game's over. Plain and simple because that's 17-3 to three or something like that, 17-7, uh, to seven. and I think, I think the game's over. So I think it's the right call, um, and um, it just didn't happen. But um, I don't know what you guys think on the play call as a whole. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that Kettle disappeared in the second half. Um, I know he's getting double team, maybe even triple team sometimes. People are taking him away. What do you guys think?
1: I think he's actually injured. I'm I'm waiting for news to come through about the MRI, and I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that he's going to be out for two to four weeks.
0: Yeah, I have a bad feeling too. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed. What do you think, Paul, about Kittlesby?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think he's not quite right. Um, answering your question about the player calling, I feel a bit stupid after the uh, preview show. I thought this was going to be the game. Shanahan was going to open up the playbook but it felt a bit basic to me and even predictable Um, we needed to get Kittle more targets in the second half but I think he was injured and I think we needed to take a page out of their playbook last night they were getting the ball out faster on screens and they were getting first and second downs and I touched upon it third down last night just non-existent but for whatever reason whether it was a play call and lack of receivers our offence didn't help the defence at all last night. Um we had them on the field far too long. Um but that's it, it was one game and like the injury scare. I think I've been like everybody in the group refreshing Twitter on you know Google, George Kittle News, <laughs> nothing's popped yeah. up. So I don't know whether no news is good news. I mean the only he report says his
0: can... spine, so um... <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, he said that last year against the Cardinals, didn't mm-hmm. he? he was he did, um yeah. But it did seem strange. I think the Cardinals knew. He was just a decoy in the second half. And to me, if he's not going to be there, don't risk him. Try something different. And that's what I mean about being a bit basic. He just didn't even seem to feature in the second half. So hopefully Kyle can uh, put that right against the Jets coming up this Sunday. So a little bit news
1: on um, George Kittle. I I don't know how accurate this is because this come from 49ers' web zone. So this was 12 minutes ago. Tight end George Kittle has text Mike Silva to say he's good to go versus the Jets. He's fine.
0: All right. He's fine then. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, that's good. I mean, it seemed to be the same kind of injury that he had last year. It kind did, yeah. Overextending, yeah. hyperextending. Um, I mean, this is, yeah, he, he's a beast. So uh, even if he's not 100%, I guess he'll play. But yeah, that was a bit of a scary... Um, what did you guys think of our defense? What do you feel? Do you feel like it looked better than what it was? Do you think um, we were terrible? Do you think we were good?
1: I'll let you go with this one, Paul.
2: I thought we started off pretty strong. Um, looked like we were going to go in the right direction. There was more blitzes last night, more pressure. It looked like they weren't going to be fooled at first by the short passes and the zone raids. But while it didn't last. I think we finally saw a safety get a regular season interception, and there was no injuries to report. I was disappointed with Kinlaw, but I'm trying to temper that with he's a rookie. Um, well, I thought
0: I thought he had a good game considering yeah, the one snap well. that he did. Um, I saw him in the backfield a few times, and very much like Bosa last year um, in the first few games, he was just a step off, um, which is which is great. Um, it means he's, he's almost there. He's starting to understand. I'm just very concerned the fact that we we allow we allowed them to stay on the field way too much. I can remember a first and 20, uh, which they converted on third down. Um, I remember a third and 17 they converted. This isn't the kind of play we usually allow. Uh, I thought we were a bit soft in a secondary and probably for good reason. Um, I think Hopkins showed us that he's a lead. Um, you know, 11 catches for 150 yards is it's not not something to be snuffed out. Um, but I thought we had a handle on him. I thought everything was underneath. We didn't get blown out on big plays. It was all very methodical. I just I just wish we could have um, stopped them a few more times and um, and and of course avoid all these uh, silly penalties. I think I think this is where I think this is where our defense was really bad. Uh, we we basically gave them a touchdown by. Uh, not sliding down and making contact with a quarterback which is, you know, defending one on one these days. What do you go? Uh, what do you, do you think, Lee? So I'm
1: glad that I let Paul go first because I agree with pretty much everything he said. I, I thought they were I thought they were pretty good to, to begin with. And I thought when that started to tail off, it's because they were absolutely exhausted. And you've just yeah. said we were on the field for far too long. And I think that was the longest our defence had been on the field in the last three years. So you have to go back to 2017 when the defence was on the field for as long as that. So I think, yeah, they the played OK. Um Let's face it, we do have a problem with mobile quarterbacks. There's no getting mm. around that. And that's worrying because of the amount of mobile quarterbacks we're going to face this season. <laughs> so we need to do something about it. And the fear is, it's not a quick fix. That's what the no. fear is. I, I we we've had a quarterback spy there, but it doesn't seem to be working. Is that because our players are slower than the mobile quarterbacks? I'll probably say yes. That's the reason. So I don't think it's gonna be a quick fix. It is worrying. Uh, I think when we come up against mobile quarterbacks, it's it's gonna be a tight game. We we're not gonna run away with games against teams like that. When we go to the Cardinals down in Arizona, I think it's gonna be a close game again. The two Seattle games, they're both gonna be close. It's it's worrying. But overall, I I thought the defence played okay. The pass rush was there. I was very surprised every now and again to see Kinlaw was double-teamed.
0: And mm, bosa wasn't. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that.
1: So I was very surprised. I don't know if that's confidence over they've, they've kind of got bosa's number they know what he's up to now.
0: I think it's... Um... I think it's the scheme. I think it's the, they clearly got the ball out really fast. It was, there was no, like Calamari wasn't holding the ball for more than three seconds. Um, and, and this is, that's, that's the way you beat our D line, unfortunately, is you just, you just get rid of the ball as fast as you possibly can. And then the pass rush doesn't exist because it doesn't have time to get there. I think that's what they do. And if you double team the middle, uh, which is obviously the shortest path to the quarterback, then, it gives you maybe a, an extra third of a second or so to to read the defence. So I think that's where it comes from.
2: Yeah. I mean, like you said Lee with um, Murray and his escapability, you know, mobile quarterbacks in this league tend to pose different problems. But at the end of the day, we only surrendered 24 points. You know, mm-hmm. is it a case of Shanahan was thinking, I can't address a mobile quarterback, but I've got the confidence I'm going to outscore you. And on this occasion, our offence didn't fire. I mean... We all knew Hopkins was going to cause problems all night. Like Najee said, what was it? 11, 12 carries. He was the court man, wasn't he? And we we couldn't seem to shut him down. But again, I'm not feeling after watching a game back today. And again, we only surrendered 24 points. And seven of them, remember, come from that punt block, which I'm not going to lie, totally knocked the stuffing out of me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's quickly circle back to the to the main topic, the, the one everybody wants to hear us talk about, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Which players, in particular, do you think were really poor?
0: Um, there's a few. There's a there's a couple uh, behind passes. Um, you know, ball from late. I thought the uh, the Kedring ball one where Peterson on in the end zone. Uh, he ends up on his helmet uh, uh, that ball needs to be two yards further and that's a touchdown um another one you're gonna say um at so I'll, I'll let you talk about that one um, i think it was just a bit it was just a bit off which to be fair is to be expected he's missing his two his number one and number two receiver he's got you know kendrick Bourne and and dante pettis which you know hasn't played last season Basically, um, uh, you targeted him once, and the ball was slightly overthrown again. I think um, definitely not in a right spot. I think I think he's a bit rusty. I think he's lacking like game time. Um, I think it was more of a yeah, just sluggish performance overall than here and there. I know there's one that uh, you you didn't like. Um, I think there's a couple that he missed. So, he so let's talk back.
1: about the one that I didn't like. Because it's an Um, interesting one because I I didn't like it last night
0: but today,
1: once I've rewatched it I don't feel as bad about it but last night, honestly I could have picked up my trainer and threw threw it at the TV
2: So, (laughs)
1: this was the play before McKinnon's touchdown late in the game Now, we had Mustard completely wide open in the end zone hands up in the air, waving, shouting at him I'm over here and he doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball that way. And when you watch it, at game speed last night, it really annoyed us. It really, really annoyed us. I'm thinking he should not be missing somebody as wide open as that. But then I watched it today. I went through the game in forty, and I slowed that play down, just to have a look, see where he's looking, when he's making the throw. So as the player develops, his first read is actually mustard. There's his first read. Yeah. He looks straight over gone. to the left. Mostard has been blocked and it looks as though he's going to end up on his backside because he's uneasy on his feet because of the block. So Jimmy immediately goes to his second read who was Pettis right in the middle of the field. He's double teamed. They've got a defender either side of him. So he goes off to his third read who was Kendrick Bourne and he's running off towards the corner and he is actually open and he chooses that that third read to throw the ball. It's just a really poor pass.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, if you watch if you watch the player, like I said, at gap speed, all you can concentrate on is Moss said wide open. Really wide but he open, goes yeah. through his progressions. He does choose a correct option because Born is open, it's just a really poor throw. So that made us feel a lot better about seeing that. However, I do have other examples where he missed completely wide open receivers. And he ended up going to somebody who was covered. What, what did you make of that play yourselves?
2: Go ahead, Paul. Um, yeah, like, like like you said there, Lee, last night, game time, I think all of us on, we're, were thrown, screaming, jumping up and down, like, how did he miss that? I'm going to disappoint some people. I'm not going to hold him completely responsible for the game. His social media, in particular, wants to claim he's he's done. He's a second-rate quarterback, and that's ridiculous. Like we've all just discussed, that it's one game. He did miss froze. He did seem to not go at the open man every time. Um, and I agree with Nadji totally. He needs to improve his ball placement. There's just too many times he's putting the ball behind the receiver, and it has to get better now. We've we've given him that grace with the injury period. Um, the criticism on the final play, the ball should have come out faster. Um, and like I said to you at the start there, Lee, Kaepernick used to get a lot of grief because he would fixate on his first or second read and he wouldn't focus on anywhere else. Where that play you've just broken down, he quickly went from his first read to his second read to his third read. And like you said, he hasn't come back across. Is that something he'll get, you know, with a bit more development, a bit more coaching? Will he watch the game take it back? I know he said last night he would like a couple of the throws back. So I'm, I'm still confident. I'm still got my number 10 jersey on. I'm still. Banging the drum, but it will, you know, the criticism will keep coming if he doesn't improve these things and fast. So,
1: with regards to should he have come back, what I would say is that I think he made the right choice because Bourne was open. Technically, he was open, it was just a poor pass. So, I think he did make the right choice because he'd gone through his progressions correctly. Had Bourne not been open, then surely his next point of call would be to go back
0: over to read number one or maybe number four number five yeah um yeah yeah, i mean let's let's stay away from the negativity about jimmy and let's let's look at all the positive thing he did um during this game he didn't throw a pick um i think that's something that you know has been hailing him for for quite some time especially in games like this he was close a couple of times. i'll I'll give him now he gotta be lucky but he didn't throw one so there's improvement um there was a couple of ball handling that were a bit a bit shoddy um but every time he got sacked the ball didn't, didn't move and uh, you know he didn't we didn't turn the ball over this way um and then i just had a quick look at what he did this time last year against the buccaneers and funnily enough he's got pretty much the exact same tight line um it's you know it's 16 for 27, 166 yards, one touchdown and one interception, one year ago. Um, so, um, you, you know, we didn't talk about Jimmy G the way we did uh, purely because we won that game at the back of Jameis Winston exactly. for two picks. Exactly. Um, I think that's just that's that's just how close this game is sometimes. Um, if Kyler Murray throws a pick six in the fourth quarter, we win that game easily, and then. And then nobody talks about Jimmy G's game and, and it's always, he's the quarterback. So he's going to, he's going to take, it's going to take the heat when stuff goes badly. Um, unfortunately. So I think, I've, I, I think the good thing about it is that it's the mistakes that were made are easily identifiable and easily fixable. It's not something that, um, he hasn't shown he cannot overcome, which to me, it fills me with confidence. Um, I think this might just be a bit of rust, a bit of game speed rust, a bit of, you know, uh, as we said during the, the, the intro, it's, it's a bit of um, Super Bowl hangover. Um, it's, it's all a doubt. Um, I'd like to see the no fan. What does that do to a team? Um, some people thrive playing under 80,000 person um it might have been you know different mentality in mindset the noise is different everything is different so maybe that had an impact as well um so yeah um i i for he did some good things too the touchdown to Mostert is right on time right on cue um it's a beautiful pass in stride and uh, so so i look at that and I, i'm not worried um i will be if, this carries on for two, three, four weeks and nothing improves, but I believe he, he will.
1: Do you think Jimmy's got a problem with Dante Pettis?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, It's possible. Um, so out of all I the recognised
1: receivers on the team, Dante Pettis was targeted once. All the others were targeted five times. On that one target, it was a deep ball to the right-hand corner yeah. just outside the end zone. There was two defenders with him yeah. But it was a catchable ball, but it's the type of yeah. catch you would see a receiver go up and then get hit straight away. And it's the type of catch that what we've said last season, it's the type of catch that uh, Dundee Petters won't make.
0: That's yeah, true.
2: I'm,
0: I'm not sure the ball is catchable. I think, uh, I think it's a bit behind him and over front, But What do you think, Paul?
2: No, I, I just I want to say I agree. I mean, obviously... If we'd had Debo out there or even Ayuk, maybe we win this game. But I agree with Lee. I think it's been a criticism levied at Pettis before, hasn't it? He's great at catching the ball in a wide-open space and knowing around him. But, you know, let's face it in the NFL, are you really going to get those opportunities? And I really yeah. wanted him to have a big game last night. I was expecting a bit more from Trent Taylor. I know that one Jimmy threw out to him. Maybe it was just a bit too high. I don't know whether it was on Jimmy or it was on Trent, but... I wanted to see Taylor because he, he's kind of one of Jimmy's favourite weapons, especially when you watch the pre-season and you watch, you know, the training camps and, you know, with him being injured last year. And I know they were worried he was going to be a miss, especially in the slot. Um, but like you said, if you, you know, if you take away Lockett and Metcalf from Wilson or, you know, Hopkins and Fitzgerald from Kyler Murray, you know, would they be able to do what they've been doing? So I'm, I'm not overly worried. We've got the Jets next week as well. So hopefully we've got enough to beat them.
0: <laughs> yeah, to go back to Pettis, I think, you know, we, we talked about it during the preview. What a great opportunity if Debo doesn't play and then news come out, he's out for three weeks. Well, there you go. There, there's your shot. Go out there and make some play, make something happen and nothing happens. Um, I'm sure the staff will evaluate, watch tape, was it open? Did he, you know, because he was, he he was on the field quite a bit. So getting one target is pretty bad and not even catching it. Um, he's, yeah, as you say, Paul, I don't think he's going to get many more opportunities. I think another one or two games. And then when Debo's back, I think if he hasn't shown anything, I think I think that would be it for Perez. And it's a, it's a shame because he's shown really good flashes of, of brilliance in, in his first year. Um, yeah, I was hoping it would have a much better impact um, and make us forget Manuel Sanders would, who scored a touchdown. And so, yeah, it's frustrating. So many ifs. Um, and yeah, we only, sco- we only lost by four points, I think, as you, you touched on
2: that. I think it was encouraging to see um, Shanahan incorporate the running backs in the passing game. I mean, obviously, it looked like he needed to last night. And you said at the start there, you know, Matt starts touchdown. That was that was brilliant. And Jet McKinnon, we've all been eager to see him perform, and just hopefully them two keep keep involved. And you know, it's a different element to the offense we didn't have last year. Um, hopefully. It's going to prove a, a nice safety net for Jimmy, you know, when the player breaks down and he's got them two out there. Hopefully, Debo's not too far away. Um, I've seen some rumors on social media this afternoon that maybe we should be looking at some high-profile free agents still available. What What's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, if Pettis doesn't come back, uh, I wouldn't be averse to getting somebody uh, in the building. Um, I think I don't think Bone. Is I think Bourne is good when he's number three. Um, so unfortunately, to have number three, you need a number one and number two. Um, uh, and we don't know what Ayuk is going to bring. So, um, as a rookie, I don't expect him to you know top a thousand yard and break the charts, um, straight away, although that, that would be very nice. Um, but then, yeah, we'll need somebody behind Debo if, um, just you know, it's it's a long season injuries tiredness you, you need a good receiving call it's a passing league you need people catching the ball so I wouldn't be adverse to it uh I know Mohamed Sanu is still out there that, uh he had connection with Carl when he was in Atlanta so that could that could happen that could help us maybe I don't know um let's not overreact either though we we still we're still a very good team um this was week one uh, I think even with preseason games uh, a week one losses no nothing to you know to be too concerned about um i've seen far worse display of football uh last sunday than we did um so let's let's just keep working uh go to new york and destroy the jets and then destroy the giants and then we can uh, we can think about it when debo's back yeah
1: completely agree with all that Najee. Do any of you have any last thoughts on the game before we sign off?
0: Well, yeah, I, was, I think we've touched on it uh, a couple of times. Just a, a couple of things. I think, you know, you talked about it during the preview of the season, the, during the preview of the, of the game. I think sometimes you need a bit of luck to win some games, and I don't think we had much uh, on Sunday. I can think of two false fumbles that just gracefully landed back straight in the hands of the carrier uh just you know despite bouncing uh, usually the ball bounces and it's, it's kind of a 50 50 and then two times our defense could have created some key turnovers and it just you know the ball just lands back right where it was it's just unfortunate uh it is what it is so i think you know um all in all we lost by four points we could have won the game uh, we could have told our uh, because I don't think we deserve to win it I don't think we would we would do better team on Sunday um but we lost by four points against a team that I think will pose problem to a lot of people um I think if they if they ramp up the power and and play as good as they can they could they could come big for the top of the, the NFC West so let's not you know be too down on our team. Uh, it is very possible that we could play the Cardinals in the NFC Championship. That's not that's not too far-fetched. So, losing by four points on a week one, not too bad. Not too bad. Could have been far worse. Um, and then the last thing is we actually avoided injuries. If if it turns out that Kittle is uh, fresh, then, you know, I see Marlon Mike is down and you know, Lander Van Der Esch is out for the season and Michael Thomas has got a high sprain, he's gonna be out for four to six weeks. And I think for the first time in quite some time we avoided this and we can start week two fresh with pretty much everybody, uh, obviously except Diego uh, in June. But, um, so I think that's a massive positive, especially with the lack of preparation and preseason and actual contact with the new CBA and practices that aren't padded and people don't hate each other right. anymore. Until they get to the Sunday, which is to me is crazy and insane. Um, but I think that's a, that's a massive positive. We have full strength uh, if the Kittle news is true, obviously, and that's that bodes well to take on the Jets, which uh, are going to be looking to turn the season over already. So um, it's it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be an easy game.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I think it's just a wake up call. My message I'd like to say, Lee, is keep calm, faithful. We know we didn't play very well. We didn't play close to our potential, but you know we managed to keep the game close against the Cardinals. And I think we've touched upon tonight. We all are trusting to bounce back. And let's just see what happens next Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's a fair shout as well, Paul.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Thank you very much, Jens.
0: Thank you. That was, uh, that was fun. It's always good to uh, do a bit of therapy after a loss.
1: Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. It makes
0: makes it easier to swallow. But hey, at least we're not the Vikings. uh. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. Right. Thank you to everyone that contributed to the Game Day thread. We had over 1,300 posts in the thread, so that's, that's very well done for a regular season game. Thanks again to you guys, the listeners, who make this worthwhile. We'll be back on Friday with the Jets preview show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49er Faithful UK. Until Friday, stay safe and go Niners.
2: Go Niners. Go Niners
0: love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark, Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99, don't get it twisted, one and all, with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline,
2: NDB, greatest owner of all time, Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, with all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.